Ladies and gentlemen, season three, episode 10, electric show on the ballot for today. Um, we have a special guest at the end of the episode, White Sox Dave from Barstool popped on to talk with the fellas. Brez might be dying, but we're not going to talk about it because this season is all about staying positive. Brez, best of luck staying positive and staying healthy. We also got a couple of uh, Chicago sports teams that are just bringing us down a little bit, but staying positive. March Madness is around the corner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Washed Up Podcast. Let's get it. You can come Thank you for tuning back in and it's electric in here. We just got done with the interview that you will hear in the last 30 minutes of the show. White Sox Dave popped on and fellas, we'll talk about it afterwards because it's right now. What a great guy. Great fucking guy. Stellar, phenomenal guy. Fantastic guy. Thank you so much for coming on, Dave. Taking um, your time out of a $20 billion company to talk to <laughs> three guys what are you in the garage. Doing? What are you guys doing? <laughs> I was in the wrong place. <laughs> but uh, I just realized on the intro, I said March Madness is around the corner. I meant to say round two of the weekends is around the corner. But you know what? We move on we and we progress. Back. We always bounce back. We always bounce back. All right. So um, let's talk about it because something not so chill happened today. <laughs> what do you do, James? Well, Eloy Menes essentially just tried to Vince Carter the wall. He tried to dunk <laughs> over the wall and hang on the fence like it's a rim and he just groin hopped a fucking defender. I don't get it. Like, he looked like, so fucking dumb doing it too. Like he looked like he, he obviously always, not always, sometimes there's a little spurt where he looks like he should play left field, but he looks like he's not supposed to play what left field. What are you field. watching? <laughs> Jumps like, onto like, the you fence. know, like when, when Vince Carter says it's over, like that man, like, yeah, the season's over. Like after he does the cookie. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Ow, man. <laughs> Brutal. But apparently, apparently he was trying to overemphasize a joke and it turned into a torn pectoral out for five to six months. That's not funny. It was I mean, not a funny but joke. we did talk about it a couple weeks ago. It was just like, there's 162 games. You got to liven it up a little bit. This was the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't it. Yeah. I just couldn't, I, I don't understand. I get it. You have somebody in center field that could just cover the whole outfield. So you can have the ability to joke around a little bit. Like if there's a ball in the gap, you can like joke around and like all that stuff. But that was deep left field. Luke, Robert isn't even in right now, and you're going to joke around and try and rob a home run right now? Like, I couldn't see the ball. How far over the fence was it? Like very, He was maybe a foot away from actually catching it. He was not very close. But it was... Spring I, training, when I, too. No, I know. When I saw it, I was like, okay. So he legitimately, for a second there, thought he would get it. So it wasn't like out of the question. It's not like it hit the seats or anything. Yeah, if it, it was that's at a the, valid point. If it was at the G spot... It went in the bullpen. 
Okay, yeah. You know true. what I mean? It wasn't in the fucking bleachers, but... It, but it wasn't at the G-spot. It was in Mesa, Arizona exactly. in a spring training game. Yeah, and something that doesn't matter, get your at-bats, get the timing right. But not for your jumps, because what are you doing? <laughs> you have nothing to catch you other than a fence and a padded wall that ripped your shoulder away from its peck. Yeah. yeah so I'm feeling hot and heavy right now, but guess what? Staying positive, that means Vaughn gets more ABs. I don't know how, but somehow it's going to work. We'll be fine. He'll come back for October, ready to spingy spang up, boom up. So, so Homer, like, Apo Taco Yabo. And like you're Sam, never going to have to Kyle. see him in left field again. He's going to be like Kyle Schwarber. Like, he'll come back for the playoffs and tear it up, and then you guys will probably win the World Series. Okay, thank you, James. As I much really, as I love I really Kyle Schwarber, we can really not compare their bats. What do you mean? Like, I'm a... Everyone knows I'm a diehard cup fan. Right. But I would never even put Schwarber and fucking Eloy Jimenez, Vince Carter, into <laughs> the same realm with the bat. So if he even does 2% better than what Schwarber did when he came back, yeah, yeah the, you guys should be totally fine. Right. And that, that works because for a second there, I didn't know which way you were going to go oh, with no, the bat. So in my head... Right I'm now, dumb, Eloy. I'm not stupid. No, I know, but <laughs> Eloy is better at the plate. He is still kind of like just putsy and like kind of silly looking. He's got an awkward build to him. Kind oh, of. for like sure, he does. does. His hat looks like it doesn't fit right on him. I, like, well, it doesn't. He tries to do the Dontrell Willis to the side ooh. for intimidation. It's like you that got look, a little dopey looking on. Like, but that look wore off in what? Oh five. He looks drunk. He looks drunk in left field. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but. I would say that if you had an outfield competition, Schwarber versus Eloy, Schwarber wins that. You bring it to the plate, and Eloy wins that. So, but, I mean, like, Schwarber barely beats him in left field, and Schwarber's trying so hard. He goes balls to the <laughs> Eloy, Eloy right. just doesn't fucking care. You're right. It's You're just, right. He's like one of those people, like, the like he used car lot, like, with the flimsy arms, like, yeah. those inflatable, <laughs> like, that. You're just like, whoa, what's yeah. going on, man? Yeah. Like, and take that's a joke, why go. when he connects with the baseball, it goes so far, it's because he flames. Yeah. Even though that's yeah. not true, he has a fucking pure fucking swing. We all saw it last yeah. year, two years ago, going out of Wrigley every fucking time he came to bat with and red fucking batting gloves. <laughs> Those really bother me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always, uh, I like to make the joke that he wears the red batting gloves because he got traded from the Cubs, but Ooh. it's because his dad used to be a boxer. Oh, I didn't and know. So I did not like, know that. I kind of thought that was a jab at the Cubs, too. Yeah, actually. I know. But I like to emphasize that it is a jab to the Cubs because his dad was a boxer, really good with the jab, jab to the Cubs. You know Ooh, what he nice. should do? Thank you. Take those gloves out to left field because then maybe he'll be like Quick more hands. nimble out yeah. there and know how to use yeah. his feet. You know what he, when he trots out there, he looks like the kid from your like travel team that got there 13 seconds before you were supposed to take the field and is tucking his jersey in on the way to the yeah. field. And still has his turf shoes on. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even have his spikes on. Exactly. Yeah, just his turf shoes. His thing is like the kid in high school who would act like they're super drunk and then their mom would call him and they'd be sober. Like when he right. gets back into the dugout and he's about to hit, he's sober again. Oh yeah, but then he sure. walk, runs out the left field. Yeah, hammered. <laughs> yeah. Watch like Eloy Jimenez, like because of like us ripping into him right now, is going to go on to have like the greatest like career of any White Sox. Seem like the new Frank Thomas. And I, just, I mean, there still is somebody in center field who's going to be the best White Sox. Oh, Adam Engel, I agree. Thank you. <laughs> Agreed. Awesome. And this would it would sting a little bit less if Engel was healthy because I relate so much with Engel. 
I, I love that guy so much. <laughs> I would literally die for him. Not literally, but Brady's right next to me, so I had to toss <laughs> literally in there. But Ingle is exactly what I was. Like, of course, he's a million times better. The nine-hitter stellar outfielder. Speed. Speed. Grit. Yeah. Like Lightning McQueen. I am speed. <laughs> did, you like, say, did you say that every time you were on first base? Like, yeah. Well, I just, I, I knew I was taking second. I was going to take it away from everybody, and then I was going to find the way to score. And Adam Engel is the same way because the dude saved um, Giolito's no-hitter. And also has just somehow become the strongest man in the world. His yeah. forearms make me uh, question if I'm fully straight or not. <laughs> His dribblers to third are now base hits. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they already were, but now they're like actually <laughs> line drives. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. 100%. So um, with the Eloy news, I do want to ask you guys, over or under 90 and a half. I still think over. I mean, I just think they're so fucking powerful. One through nine with Great. or without him. Still they have, are definitely better with him. Great. So I when I say that, that we're winning a hundred games, they're still, I think, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I mean, you still have, it's like everyone's freaking out. You still have the reigning AL MVP. Yeah. Right? yeah I'm, not, he, I'm not on a discount too. Yeah. Yeah. So he wants to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Brady said it right when it happened. I think it was like maybe our like third podcast or something yeah. when you, me and Brez were getting really into it and you were like, that's going to be scary. Yeah. Is that the first baseman who obviously has the power and the leadership decides to take less money for the future. Right. And that that's is that, scary. That, that's commitment. You don't really see that in sports. In no, general, you, don't. you don't, but Other it's gotta Tommy. be, there has to be another, there has to be another reason. Like maybe we have the best shoe in the world. No, it's because he sees the talent. That's yeah, around. of course. Like he, Obviously. Yeah. But like he maybe might love the I'm, food. I'm not sold on the pitching. I mean, maybe they can make a couple moves. Maybe Kopech comes back and shoves a fucking peanut butter and jelly right up my fucking nose and says, suck this knuckle sandwich. I, I just think <laughs> he's like, going to be a dominant closer eventually. I mean, he's going to go lights out. He'll be like, what? I mean, but they already have Cole in Boston. I know, but who's their starting five right now? Starting five right now is Giolito, Keuchel. Almost got the stud so many times in his Lance career. Lance Lynn. Yeah, but no, I love I'm him good. as a Lance leader. Lance Lynn. Love him as a leader. Lance Lynn. Fat Lynn. <laughs> if he stays fat, scary. Dylan Cease. Let's see more. Yeah, let's cease more. Cease and desist. Nice. Um, but the one thing. Uh, okay, but that, And then, a, no, the fifth is Carlos Rodon, and it just got announced a couple days ago. They, and, right, um, they're saying he looks good. Lopez. Gia uh, Lopez, they got rid of right around. Yeah, we. No, no, no. So Lopez is still with him. No, I think. No, we like Lopez go. Okay. Tough day to be him. Yeah. Well, dude, he. There was this really cool video that got out on Twitter of our new pitching coach. Um, fuck. It starts with an E. God damn it, Cooper. Um, it's not Cooper. Um, e Cooper. But um, so he was talking to Lopez, and it looked really promising because they were having this like buddy buddy together. Like I really liked what you did here with the curveball. And then the next day he went out for an inning, gave up five earned runs and walked four people. Yeah, that's tough. And like, we really wanted that experiment to work out because he just seemed to stay in the game one inning too long and just ruin the outcome. But he's gone. Gio Gonzalez retired. 
Rodon's back. Hopefully he's the Rodon that we had when we sucked and we just won whenever Rodon was on the mound. We want to see Chester Rodon. I was, I was actually oh, yeah, his first game, his, his debut. I was there really? Actually. Yeah. Scout seats, really so, cool. So this Not isn't going to help you with your 100 games. I mean, it kind of will, but with your 100-game prediction, when they get into the playoffs, you need four pitchers. That's all you need. Right. That's that's how you win in the playoffs. You only have four pitchers. You force a guy out there, and if it's a guy like Giolito, he'll be fine out there. I didn't think they were going to be as scary as they are until I just realized that they're starting four right there are very good. And they're one through nine can all fucking rake. And then we have Kopech and Crochet. Yeah. And Crochet is looking like he is a closer version of Chris. Please Sale. stay he, healthy. He, seriously, I, that kid looks like he throws. I gas. will never say this in my life that I would ever root for the Sox to lose. I will never, ever, ever root, root for, for them, them to, to win. win. Yeah. But I won't root for them to lose. Right. And the fact that I'm like even like talking about this, getting a little bit excited for you guys, trying yeah. to figure out what's it, it's just, it's crazy. I know it's good for the city and I know all that. But I mean, if they lost to the Dodgers in the World Series, would I lose sleep? No. No. But I am scared of them. I am scared of the Sox this year. Yeah. I think everyone in baseball is. But also, too, we're talking about the one through nine. I said today, Tim Anderson has batted every place in the order. Yeah. Like, he, like that's you could throw Tim Anderson in the three spot, throw yeah. him in the one spot, throw yeah. him in the nine spot. Like, it's just impressive. Like, I don't like the guy, but he is an absolute stud. Yeah. I don't like him because he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I fucking love him. Too. I met his brother in a bathroom in Alabama. That's fucking hilarious. Moral <laughs> of that story is always wash your hands. Never know who you'll meet. Exactly. Yeah. Or just stand by. What was the fucking <laughs> <Just stand. laughs> Tilt him in. Would, like, would you like a mint, sir? No, did you, yeah. Did you have like a bow tie on? Like, sir, like some cologne? Like, no. like a Gibson's. I went to go visit my cousin in, because uh, she went to Alabama, Roll Tide. And, uh, we went out to this bar and I went to use the restroom. We don't I, say real tight pet. I do. No, no, and then no. we, I went to go wash my hands and there was this dude like wearing a camo White Sox hat. And I go, oh man, go White Sox. And he goes, oh, you like the team? My brother's the shortstop. <laughs> and I go, what is this minor? What are we playing majors and minors? And I was like, no shit. Your brother is Tim he Anderson. Made, you don't look like Juan Uribe's brother. <laughs> That's what I would have said. Um, and then, you know, I bought him a drink when I told him to tell Tim Anderson I say hello, and then I've never seen him since, so. Hey, can you tell Tim Anderson I said, oh, you just call him Tim, my brother. <laughs> no, can I, Tim Anderson. <laughs> or you could have just said like T.A., like, oh, no, tell he's, T.A. I he's said one of the, up. No, he's one of the guys you say first name, last name. That's a, that's, like, valid a, that's like a dad where you meet, they're like, yeah, just call me Jimmy. No, I'm going to call you Mr. Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, I'll call you Jimmy, but I'm going to put a Mr. Yeah, before. absolutely. Mr. Jimmy. <laughs> um, Kopech. Yeah. So I, I need to hear what you had to say about it because I just don't know. So Kopech had some nasty off-field stuff happen last year. Yeah. And there was words about him being injured again, which I believe to an extent, but I don't believe that it was a season-ending injury. So a lot happened with him and this girl, uh, some fight, some whatever, and I think he'd like loved this girl and she broke his heart and so he his injury was mending his broken heart oh. and so my thought right now is he's going to come back as the world's most lovable douchebag i think i like that i think he's going to be like a lovable douchebag for the people who don't know what happened right 
But I think if you don't know what happened, he might just come off as like a cocky motherfucker. Right. But in all honesty, where the fuck is Colbeck? Yeah, exactly. I think he's just going to, I hope this is my hope that he comes out just like with something to prove rather than why me. Yeah. 100%. If that makes sense. I think there's a higher probability of that happening than him not. Oh, absolutely. I saw him like he struck out some dude and they threw it around the horn and he kind of like shouldered himself in his jersey. Like, kinda, yeah, absolutely. And I was I like, oh, that. my God, maybe grab your crotch a little bit too, see what's you know, yeah, cleared no, up. That, that's fucking Juan Soto's thing. We need to leave it to him because he's the only person who could back it up in my eyes. OK, fair. James, I think like it's like when Michael Kopech debuted, like obviously in Chicago sports, like if you don't like the Sox, whatever, you don't like the Cubs. We remember we're certain like athletes when they when they debut we remember right. where we were i remember exactly like oh my god like michael kopech's actually pitching like what did he go like i was at the game it got rained out and yeah I said, it was even like, the gods of thunder are terrified of michael kopech <laughs> oh nice yeah. that didn't get enough love I, I mean, it definitely didn't nothing i do gets enough love because people who follow me don't want me to succeed I said it. <laughs> wow. That got deep. I, for, for a Thursday night, that got deep. Just kidding. I love every single one of you, and I'll kiss you on the mouth. Unless Stephanie's listening. I'm not kissing anyone on the mouth, unless it's Brady and James. There. That's, she can't be mad about that. Yeah, I'll kiss people. Whatever. Who was like the last guy for the Cubs that debuted that had like the same amount of hype as like Kopech? Probably Brian, right? 2015. Yeah. Didn't I he mean, go Yabo in his first no. game? No. Mm, that was Fukudome 2008. Thanks for reminding us. <laughs> That's what I was going to... Thought, I thought you were just basing it off who had the best game. Contreras had two home runs, I'm pretty sure. Fukudome might have hit two home Fuku runs. do me? Wait, I think does, does Lucas Chilito call Wilson Contreras daddy? Yeah, he does. Okay. All right. And we call we call Eloy Vince. Oh. <laughs> nice. That's great. That's great. Until they win the World Series, we got to do What this. do you uh, call Quintana? Um, Jose. Sorry. He should probably get like a maid. Give him clean. back. He should probably. This isn't mine. He's with Joe Man. It's meant to be. Yeah, he shouldn't clean his own knives. This is, you're at the wrong address when they drop <laughs> he, couldn't afford, he couldn't afford a chef to clean his knives. Like, come on. We, yeah, I have a theory. Picture. We're not going to get into it. <laughs> but, uh, Sorry. No, thank you. I don't want you. You're selling. <laughs> okay. We'll buy from I'm you. Sorry. I'm selling Cutco knives what? going door to door. It's like, it's always sunny when Danny DeVito goes like, this could cut through a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But in uh, more bringing us together news, some pretty dope things happened on the street of Madison tonight. Yeah, they did. And I talked about this last podcast. When I don't believe in them, they do great things. The Chicago Bulls. I haven't been this happy about something in so long. <laughs> I am like, I'm talking about just general life too. Yeah. I mean, there are things outside of podcasts that I do love, but this is like number one inside yeah. of Chicago sports. Uh-huh. I mean, I was fucking jittery at fucking work today. I was, was I started writing to break it to you guys or no? To break it to no, like no, I, no. Damn, darn it, no, God. No. I'm all over that shit. Damn, darn it. I was I was love to talk about Dave about it. We didn't get to it unfortunately, but like I chose the team in Chicago to fall in love with more than anything else that nobody your fuck, that nobody fucking cares about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got the White Sox diehard fans, Cubs diehard fans, Bears crying that's, diehard that's fans. That's farther than Hawks yeah. or Hawks. Hawks and, uh, well, no, the people who root for the Hawks root for the Hawks. Oh, yeah. they live and die like yeah. they remember the word stays like yeah. yeah. Everybody in Chicago is a Bulls fan, but like yeah, if they win it I'll celebrate that kind of thing like we're yeah. big Bulls fans we love yeah, watching I, I, and we're a little sad for a couple days when they lose to the Cavaliers like I'm sad right now but I'm not because it's staying positive I 
the whole goal of March. Thank I you. Saw, I saw the news about Nicola, and I started writing a blog about how Zach Levine should really be considered for the MVP. <laughs> I mean, there, no personal bias. Excited I was today. I mean, there's like, like literally, like to see, like I said it today, like to somebody, they're like, oh, it's like great, like whatever. We gave him two first rounders. I'm like, Chicago Bulls have two all stars. That has not happened since I think Butler and Rose, maybe like, or we haven't had a good pick. No, since Butler didn't. Butler. Butler got gypped. Like, didn't he get gypped out of the all star game? Or no, I even think he, I might even think it might be Noah and Butler, maybe 2014 or 2015. I think like Rose has wow. like I agree with you, but I could care less if Nikola Vucevic was a fucking all star or not. He shoots the basketball with confidence and scores. We don't have anybody else he's, who does that. He's everything we wanted from Nikola Miritich, but we did not get. Or Lori Markinen. Yeah. Okay, fair. I'm so done with him. And he didn't say hi to you at the Hawks team. That's still it, just it started with that, and then he just fucking ruined everything. Like I was like, you know what? I'm, you know what? I'm. I usually give people a second chance, and you had long hair at the time we, too, so the hair was probably in. Brady like, always. Brady went and put on a curse on oh, Lori yeah. Markin in the later night. So is what, what's like the curse? Is it the in a Meek Mill curse or something? Or the curse like of a, the Great Bambino? No, there's a curse the with Drake like there's a curse like Houston that someone cursed like James Harden or something. Oh, that's uh fucking that's a uh, tiny shoes, tiny pants. I don't give a fuck. Base guy. I can't remember his fucking <laughs> name. It's not like it's not Lil Boosie, but it's something like that. He's base god. Just look up base god rapper. Is it Lil? But regardless, like Lil B, it's Lil B. Yeah, Lil, Lil B, B tiny shoes, tiny yeah, pants. So I don't give a fuck. That's what you did to Larry Markkinen, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm a fucking second chance kind of guy. I'm like, all right, fine. Huge second chance, Just huge give, bounce give, back give guy. Give me twelve and a half points and eight rebounds. That's all I'm asking for. You're a seventh fucking pick overall. And that's all I want. You're fucking seven feet tall. The ball will land in your hands for eight rebounds. I'm not even asking for that much. Dude. And you're seven feet tall. All you have to do is just drop it in the hoop every now and then. It's the NBA. They don't play fucking defense. He looks like and he, he still couldn't do that. But I mean, uh, I'm glad Wendell's off the team. I'm glad. I, I wanted Chandler Hutchinson to stay on the team, but he just couldn't I like him. He was a, he, he kind of had like a Ronnie Brewer vibe to him a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but he just was hurt all the time. I can't believe that they swindled everybody today. We made the biggest move in NBA. They swindled Wendell. Yeah, well. All right, so uh, Brez couldn't be here, but he wrote something down. I'm going to read it word for word. You guys tell me, makes sense? Makes sense? Doesn't make sense? Who knows? Okay. Vuk has two or three years remaining on a four-year, $100 million deal. He's actually getting paid less than Otto Porter Jr. Four years, $107 million. Three words, pick and pop. Zach and Vuk could run one of the most effective pick and roll slash pick and pop games in the league. I agree with that 100%. I agree. And that's like I was just saying. I don't know how we swindle these teams. I know the Magic are rebuilding for the 97th time. Yeah. But still, like, you have Joy to have Howard some self of pride. Yeah. Like, we gave them nothing for yeah. their everything. Yeah. Every time I hear you say swindled, it goes <laughs> right back to when the Bears got Khalil Mack. And the first thing Brady says to me when I walk into the bar was, did Matt Baggy just swindle the Oakland Raiders? <laughs> <laughs> or just Gruden, pretty much, like... <laughs> The funny thing is, I remember that. <laughs> you sure? Was that yeah. like the, up until today, was that like the last great Chicago sports moment? Like, whoa, we got this guy. I think up until today, that was. Well, yeah. yeah. Was well, the greatest. 2016, so yeah. yeah. Well, no, like day. trade, like with a trade. Yeah, that was post-2016 too still, right? Yeah, that 2018, yeah. yeah. So just Chicago sports moment of 
ever. So yeah. Yeah. From Even that trade. time to what's better than that. Travis from that Ford. time to halftime of that bears Packers game when Khalil made his debut was the greatest span of time. I, know, I was like watching LeBron James, like, like, wow. Like when he like, who was it? Brett Huntley or uh, yeah. Kaiser? I think it was the quarterback and Mac just literally took the ball away from him. And you're like, Oh my yeah. God, yeah. this man, Sean and, Kaiser. He, and he also had no training camp experience that. Yeah, whole I know. And we summer. kept saying like, Oh, once he gets in shape, he would have tracked down that touchdown run. He was like so out of breath. Like when he just ran I'm that so in. so sad about the Bulls or Bears, but stay positive. Yeah, we got to Let's get back to the Bulls. Like good. I want to see are what the new odds are. Like I had almost given up on my future for them to make the playoffs. Why? Uh, because uh, LaMelo is out. Before today. We always bounce back. The rest of our roster was bad. You're right. Today, now, it's pretty good. Yeah, I know. So, did we ended up giving away, did we end up giving away more people than we got? Mm-hmm. Like, are we low on, we got, when, it came, got, when it comes to draft, I think so. Vucevic? No, no, like, physical Al-Faruka people Mino. that are oh, playing right now. Uh, Mo Wagner. No, we, we traded, traded him away him for Thies. Oh, Thies. We got these. And there then we go. another guy, from, <laughs> we got four guys, we gave away four and two draft picks. So, we, we got... We got mo- the even amount of real people okay, there back. You go. There you go. And we All gave right, away two future people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't two, do well with two future, future with people, not real people are not going to be here. But yeah, Daniel Thies was the best trade of the day in my eyes. I mean, I right. just offensive rebounds and then just passes it to someone who can score. I, I'm the same way. All right. I am going to uh, one more Brez thing and I'm going to try and read it in his uh, voice, but not like impersonating, just voice inflections okay doesn't make us an immediate contender but it's much easier to get a third superstar when you have two zach and vooch (laughs) we're here to stay (laughs) the pauses are funny (laughs) i I, I do like the pause well the thing about brez why he pauses because he's so fucking smart he's got so many analytics going on in his hand i'm like wow i'm like he's also calculating what he's gonna say which i for sure ever yeah Yeah, which has gotten into a little bit of trouble in life but not enough to make me stop It's like, yeah, it's like almost like Alan in the hangover when he sees the numbers in his head. Like, you're like, wow, there's something going on. He's got something coming. Yeah. But how, so outside of the Bulls, so there was a lot of names floating around that were going to move, including Lonzo. What goes on? Like when a front office talks about moving you so much and then the trade deadline passes, like does Lonzo like fuck this? Like, I think at the end of the day, it's a business. Of course it is. But, but like, I think like none of us knew anything was going to happen with the Bulls today. I think no, they may have known against the Cavs because I, I'm just hoping that because that was a fucking piss poor effort by the Bruce. Bulls. I'm embarrassed by the cat. Like, I mean, yeah, seriously. That's why I made a tweet today. It was really funny. Nobody liked it. And it was just like, it, it was like Bulls blow two 20 point leads. AK responds and says, you know what? We'll bounce back. <laughs> Bulls lose to the Cavs. AK says, fuck it, we'll get a whole new team. <laughs> and then Billy Donovan walks in the office and goes, wait, what about Zach? And then AK goes, did you not just see him in here 20 minutes ago? I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> it was pretty good. That's I mean, a solid one. I mean, you definitely think like Pace would maybe just look today like, huh. Like, look at AK. He's on oh, his phone, like making calls. Oh, and 
and Pace is probably putting hair gel in. Like, the only oh, thing Pace hey, George, sees on social media, like, he fucking set his phone up. This is, like, dumb shit. That's what it says. Hashtag dumb shit. Only show me that on social media. Yeah. I, I don't really want to talk about the Bears, but the one thing is there was a video of yeah, Andy say. Dalton's kids tossing him footballs and then him rifling balls into a net. So much life behind that ball. Dude, there was, he lived up to his name. He is red and there was a rifle on his arm. I don't know because I don't surround myself by professional quarterbacks by choice, obviously. Right. Is it like, is it that easy for them to hit the fucking square every single time? He did it five to six times. And I granted, like it's not moving. There's nobody in his way. He's got three foot two kids in front of him. And and, like, usually linemen are bigger. Um, But he hit it and he nailed it and they were rifles. Yeah. There was a part of me that really was hoping that one would slip and back of the head Peyton Manning commercial his kid. <laughs> because I do still follow that account on Instagram, kids getting hurt. And it's like fall, 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 fall. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know, man. It's just it is what it is at this point, and I've said it that I will support anyone who gets behind center come September. So I'm sticking by it. I'll support whoever's behind center. The reason I was on such a high today is because, like, I only love the Bulls and the Cubs. And, like, it's just, like, anxiety. One and the Bulls. It's Super like, Bowl. the Bulls had such good news today. Mm-hmm. But. Andy Dalton's uh, still our starting quarterback. I, I, I love, though, that <laughs> like the you Bears. you can never be happy. I love never. that the Bears' social media, though, they just keep posting pictures of him, like, boxing. Quit it. Like, you know, it's, like, it's almost like, <laughs> let's just see <laughs> how many people we can get mad. But then sometimes I'm like. Are they going to pull the biggest move ever? Just because I'm not a dire Bulls fan. I mean, Bears fan. So I like, I still believe that they like Ryan Pace may have a I don't think so. I know you guys don't. I'm I saying said that like, last time. But I said, what if, what like, if he pulled the rain man and there was just a drastic master plan? I he's been think, doing this the whole time. Right. I know it's not possible that <laughs> a four to five year master plan has been into effect. And step 28 is get Andy fucking Dalton after like Mike a, Lennon. It, it, it's just like, it's just baffling because you're like, oh, like, like how he did come out. Like, oh, there's a plan. Yeah. You don't get Russell Wilson. I get that. Like, he, right. he's a superstar. But like, why not try to get Derek Carr, who has upside, or Sam Darnold, who has upside? Like, right. why not try to get one of those people? Andy Dalton, you might as well have gotten Joe Flacco pretty much at that point. Oh, I'm telling you, they were eyeing him. <laughs> but that's one of the things is I mean, like, that would have been more laughable. Like, all right, Joe Flacco's but that's why we were so excited with what happened with the bulls is because we had no idea. And we no. were pleasantly surprised. We get four days of bears, Twitter saying that Russell Wilson trade offer has been sent and Russell wants to come to Chicago. We had a week, three weeks of that. And then we get Andy Dalton. That's why we're mad so much. It's a difference. If you leave out the Russell Wilson for three weeks and then sign, like if you don't even talk about Russell Wilson and try and surprise us like you did with Khalil Mack, the Andy Dalton thing wouldn't sting so much. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just like, oh, like when literally, I think all of us, like when we just saw like Bears have signed Andy Dalton, like we're just like, what? Like it's just one year, why? ten million. You got one year to show your fucking promise, or else you're gone. It, and that'll really yeah, light the fire. Like ten million. It's kind of like it's, it's like when Tesla unveiled like their new like car, and they threw a brick right through the window. And yeah. You're like, wow, this is it. Like, yep. this is terrible. This, yeah, this is the Andy Dalton Tesla. <laughs> yeah, this is so it. Throw show. a football through it. <laughs> Andy Dalton Tesla. He honestly, if I could he compare probably drive to a car, it probably would be a Tesla. Yeah. So. 
no, I, I'd say maybe like a 92 Camry. Oh, or I was totally like, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, wow. I'm like, that's a, I mean, Russell Wilson's like a nice Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the difference between like, I'm still not believing in the bulls. Like, Side quote because I'm totally fucking in, but if right. I, when every time I'm in, they you're lose. just saying this right. for appearances, right? Like, like I don't like the Bulls. I I'm a huge show me guy. I got like 400 followers on Twitter, so yeah. obviously the Bulls see everything I say. Yeah, so they wanted to show me. Yeah, just kidding. Obviously, no, you're not. But until you show me, I can't believe in you. I know they don't care about what I right. think, but it's one day they done. might. It's what for you. What you've but done for now me that they've done something, right? It, it gives just you reason like, to get excited. Oh my god, dude! I was so fucking excited today. Like I. Was, I was like a fucking little kid when your mom comes in the room and goes, we're going to Kitty Land today. Is there any better feeling than that? No. I would say when I was a kid, when my mom would say, well, we're getting Domino's for dinner. Like, even yes. better. Even yeah. better. Yeah. Domino's for dinner right when we get back from Kitty Land. Yeah. That's oh, what nice. the Bulls did for me. Yeah. That's, that's it. <laughs> if, if we get in as a seven seed, just some hope. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you guys yeah. seen the oh, Robin Williams about golf? Yeah, he's like, and they I put, put a, a little, little flag <laughs> for you out there just to give you hope. Well, see, we like, could get, we could possibly get a Nets Bulls matchup with Frank. Yeah. They would. Uh, I wouldn't like to see that because I love James Harden. Yeah, you're a big, you are a big James Harden guy. Any guy who just is in the light like that, who doesn't give in to any of the peer pressure and just says "fuck you," I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to show up 30 pounds overweight. You're going to trade me. <laughs> Two weeks later, I'm going to be skinny and fucking be the MVP. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck about his attitude. I don't care what he does off the court, but as a basketball player, I fucking love that. He guy. does have like that. I do respect that demeanor, but at the same time, I'm like, you're just a strange dude at the same time. Oh my God, they all are. All these NBA guys are just like, well, I feel like the, Nets, fucking the Nets are just strange in general. But you know who's not I changed, strange? I changed my thing on Kyrie. I love Ooh, Kyrie. Let's, oh, wow. Ooh. I don't love him. He went to the worst university. He chose what? to go there too. So like, right. I, yeah. what do you have to say to all your haters right now? Like Kobe White selling the Bulls. He went to North Carolina. Wendell Carter went to Duke. Boom. See ya. If we win the championship, it's because we got no Duke guys anymore. Facts. That, that, well, Lou Alding went to Duke. One of the greatest Bulls of all I know, time. but he's not on the team anymore. But still, you got to show him yeah. some. Yeah, I mean, Carlos Boozer deserves no love. Uh, careful. Carlos Carl, Carl Boozer kind of like, I kind of, I can't lie. I kind of love Carlos. Yeah, Booz Cruz, <laughs> baby. What does he do now? Like, is anybody freak. hear anything about him? Like, what does he do? Is he He's kinda... got like a clothing brand now. How has he not became a part of the Restore game? Oh, like Brian yeah. Urlacher, Ian Happ, like they're brought, making so much money just for growing hair. I Wait, mean, but Carlos Carlos got his hair like spring. I know, but there's that was that one game where it looked yeah. bad. Well, like Giuliani with his hair like sweating like yeah. that. That's uh, really what careful. it was like. Yeah. Careful. All right. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of madness in Chicago sports, absolutely. So, um, we got four games on Saturday, four on Sunday, and let's go through a little prediction. Um, the first game on Saturday, before I say it, are we hopping on the Loyola bandwagon? I don't, I don't want to because I don't want to jinx them. I really don't want to either. I don't either. Did you guys hear anything about Loyola basketball before the Illinois game? Um, no. I mean, when they went to the Final Four and Sister Jean. I'm talking about this year. No, I oh, mean, no. I, mean, I, know, I, heard one thing, I heard one thing saying that they definitely should not have been an eight seed, that they should have been higher. And I... Yeah, I, I they, do were, think they it had is, a great record. Apparently. I had no idea. I mean, that guy Crutch really again. He's a weird looking dude, but he is very good. It doesn't matter how you look. I actually got told that Loyola looked good the Tuesday before Selection Sunday. So I was like, they're, I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know. I think I'm going to take whoever they're against. Yeah. Well, now I'm starting to hear that uh, Porter, what is it, Moser or Moses? Or Moser? Or yeah. Moser, 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 Moser. Moser, that he could be the next coach of the IU Hoosiers. I hope he stays. I hope he does. Build something. Build a program. Like, have people excited. Like, oh, we want to go to Loyola. Yeah. Yeah. Why not bring basketball back to Chicago? Fuck Indiana. Yeah. Just kidding. They're actually hosting the tournament. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for doing it. Are we part. talking about, like, Bloomington or the state of Indiana? Uh, just not being Chicago. Like, why not yeah. just keep it here? I actually love I mean, Indiana and all it has to offer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, so let's go through it. Oregon State, Loyola. Loyola's favored by six and a half. I hate that. Ooh, no. I like the Beavers. I know. I kind of want to. I think it's we, just, But that's like a fucking coin toss game. What? They're both teams that none of us thought were going to be there. Kate Cunningham got exposed. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He did not look good. He did not look great. He fucked me. Yeah. Facts. All right. Well, I'm going to take the six and a half with Oregon State. So am I. Yeah. Uh, Villanova, Baylor. Baylor's seven and a half. Baylor's did, down to seven and a half. Did mm-hmm. we all kind of forget 13. about Villanova that they still are Villanova? Like that they but are their st- best players hurt. Villanova. Their, their archdiaconal of this year is hurt. I mean, I know they have his brother, but. Yeah, I'm not. I, uh. I have Baylor winning uh, future, so uh, now that I said that out loud, I'm going to hammer Villanova. Oh, nice. And then we got Oral Roberts against Arkansas. So, uh, I hope Oral this Roberts is, wins the whole this thing. This is usually the week. I know Loyola made it to the Final Four, but this is usually the week where everybody finally gets exposed, so I'm taking Arkansas. Yeah, minus 11, though. I might not touch that then. Yeah. It's March, dude. T- Double-figure fucking spreads are disgusting other than fucking Gonzaga. Yeah, I know. So Gonzaga, dude, Gonzaga-Baylor would be just a fun game to watch. Yeah. Um, and then to end Saturday, Syracuse-Houston. Houston's favorite seven. <laughs> That's another expose-me game. I have Houston going all the way, but there's nobody hotter than Syracuse right now. Buddy, yeah. Buddy, Buddy Buckets is not messing around I right fucking now. I can't stand that. Dude, he looked like such a smug asshole when he was hitting <laughs> like those free it. throws I, against I like West it. Virginia. I no, I know. I, of course, we all would if we were playing on the biggest stage of college basketball ever and we had yeah. a chance to take down a three seed as an 11 and I had two game-winning free throws. Yeah. And I was shooting lights out. I of course I would look like a smug I get smug what you're asshole. saying because I still can't stand them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Neither can I because I bet West Virginia. I was like, miss it. Have that smug face and miss it. Yeah. But nobody I, get. I did ride Syracuse. I had Syracuse going to the Elite Eight in my bracket. I have Houston we, going all the way. I'm hammering Houston. If, if we go zone, you get bone. And that's what Syracuse has been doing. So I, I don't know. You can train as much as you want for a fucking 2-3 zone, which is crazy because that's one of the first defenses you learn as a basketball player. It is crazy, the zone. Like but you know it why like, it works is because nobody shoots mid-range shots anymore. Yeah, but factual. Houston has the best player in the fucking country on their team who can hit it. His name is Quentin Grimes, and that's why they're going to beat them by 75 points. All right, so Hammer Houston. So I guess... We got right, Oregon State covering, one. Baylor covering. All the favorites. <laughs> Other than Oregon State. Uh, the Oral Roberts. I might just put a shekel on a money line to root for some fun. but I hope they win the whole thing after what we're not going to talk about that team. They yeah, blowjob Bob. Round. Yeah. Blowjob sure. Bob. And then Sunday, Creighton, Gonzaga. Gonzaga's favorite 13. I like Gonzaga by a lot. Dude, so I, like had, I had I Creighton see. losing every game. Well, the last two they've played. I thought they were going to get upset by USCB. I think this is the only game I have right. Really? Creighton, Gonzaga. Yeah. Wow. Lucky you. Uh, Florida State, Michigan. Michigan's uh, go, favorite. Go Knowles, go Knowles. Hit him with the... 
Boom, right wow. now. She is going to fucking kill those guys. I don't care if it's big the Big Ten. frauds. Nope, they are frauds, and you never... Nope, Jawan Howard, so he just seems like... Nope, nope. <laughs> Go Knowles. One of the most notorious basketball schools against the most notorious football school, UCLA versus Bama. I've I, had Bama losing every game as well. I have them I in thought, the Final Four. I had Bama going far. I have them playing Gonzaga in the Dude, Final Four. Dude, everybody has them going to the Final Four. It's had, weird because I think everybody thought Michigan was going to be the first one seed upset. I had BYU. I, as, I think, yeah, that's about. I mean, no one thought. U of I kind of. I, mean, I had uh, BYU as my biggest bet of the year, actually, so far this year. And Yikes. I yeah. can't wait till Jimmer is their basketball but coach. But UCLA fucking hits these mid-range shots that are just contested and just. They're fucking, what's the word? They're like pesty, and I don't like them Pretty. at all. Yeah. And I think they fucking win again. And you see LA. LA. Yeah, exactly. You went to UC. Driving. See, you want to party. All right, and then we got a How many six. times is that going to get played if they won the whole thing? I uh, would love that, because that song bangs. It's bro. a great song. And then to end the weekend, the I'm game that it. starts at 8.45 p.m. on a Sunday when you're contemplating, why did I do what I did this weekend? <laughs> you're looking at am your, I gonna like, put everything. A, am I going to put a Hail Mary bet to try and save face? USC, Oregon. <sighs> I put a big one on Kansas too. So yep. Fuck. Well, who's who's favored? Uh, USC by two, hammering Oregon. Uh, dude, they're so long. It USC's depends. So long. I know. Length. I know. They could. It, this is honestly one of those games where you look and just like when they walk out on the court, who looks cooler? What's the over at? 175. Couldn't even tell you. I'm just gonna take the over. Actually, I could tell you it's 137 and a half. Oh, my God. That's the freest pick of the weekend. And I'm putting a mortal Brady's fade me on that one. It's the over in the Oregon-USC game. I might not bet any other game other than that one and put everything can, I can have we, on it. Can we quote you on that You can one, 100% quote me. Dude, that's going to be the worst. You're going to wait for the last game on the weekend. You're going to fall asleep at 9. I'm just lying to the people. No, he's going to be, I'm going to be betting on Cliff, Romanian soccer tomorrow. Cliff, he's going to be like, he's going to be sitting there. It's going to be Sunday night. He's going to look at his oh phone and be like, I'm Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> for, uh, for, uh, Taco Bell. Fuck. James is going to be getting a well-done cheese pizza. Brady's getting Taco <laughs> Bell, and I'm drunk ordering White Castle. Happy Sunday, folks. Everyone loves you. Got to have your. You got to have your thing. You got to have your Sunday regrets, and that's like looking at your checking account, and then Absolutely. like looking at. Oh, no, no. Dude, when I wake up on Mondays, I oh, look God. at my body. I'm like. God, Cliff, it's not even Friday yet. I'm, I'm having scaries thinking about like Monday yeah, I know. already. I'm having scaries thinking about it. Let me just chug this cold bush light <laughs> bottle. Someone call my mom. I gotta go. Mom, can you pick me up? They're talking about beer. All right. It's so every day of the week. Uh, I didn't even. So final answers. I'm going to take Oregon in that game. Um, so we got, we're going to do Oregon. I kind of want to take UCLA over Bama, but I think Bama might roll tide them. Gonzaga, 13 and a half, or 13, I'm going to take that. And then Florida State, ah, two and a half is so weird. If you, bet Florida spread. if you bet Florida State, Michigan wins by 85. If you bet Michigan, Florida State crushes them. Anything under four is what fucking has destroyed my gambling career. It's like at that point... Just fucking money Just line. take the other team's money line. Wait, yeah, I it's going to be that close. <laughs> I was like hearing, like, listen to sports. How great is it for you to say this to everybody that Duke has not been to the tournament in two years? 
Like, uh, how, what a national embarrassment. In two years, they have not been to the tournament. It's great for other people to hear to finally realize that it's a piss-poor organization and terribly run. I've known this for so long. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's like, I think for you, it's like a victory parade. You're just like, oh, yeah, remember when you guys with Zion? You guys just Every day. Hilarious. I agree with you, but every day not being Duke is a victory train. That's what keeps me going. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. All right, well, let's send the people to the uh, White Sox Dave interview, um, and then we will close out the show. Ladies and gentlemen, White Sox Dave. We are lucky enough to have a great guest from Barstool. White Sox Dave is joining us. Dave, thank you so much for popping on for us today. Yeah, no problem. No problem. How you guys doing today? We're Fantastic. living. Just dandy. Um, so, Dave, this uh, podcast is called Washed Up because we are all former athletes trying to just figure it out. <laughs> And uh, we we know that you've been uh, you were a college pitcher and all that. But when we have a guest on, we like to ask them a couple of starter questions. You ready? Yeah. All right. So our first question always is, how tall are you? I'm five seven. I'm short. Oh, short. oh no. I'm doing an eye test right now. Six four at least. <laughs> yeah, I uh, wish I've been the same height since I was 12 years old or so. And um yeah, it's just, I, I was not blessed with height, but um, whatever. I don't, well, who needs height? I never played basketball, even when I was considered tall, like when I was 12 or so. So <laughs> you don't need height for any other sport. It's all, it's all, uh, it's all overrated to me. There you go. I'm, I'm also very vertically challenged, so <laughs> I always bump up about six, seven inches, just based on eye test, obviously. But so our next question is obviously a yes from you. Have you dunked? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I used to be able to dunk on a nine foot rim. And I could get like the, I could get the backboard really easily on a 10 foot rim. Um, that was back in like high school and everything. But now I would be surprised if I could even get the net. <laughs> Nine foot is actually really impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah, I, I used to be a pretty decent athlete at one point in my life. Hey, that's the all name of, of the brand right now is that's washed all of us. up. So you're right in there. So oh, I'm as washed as can be. Perfect. That leads us into our third question of are you washed up? I I couldn't be more washed up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I I mean, I used to be able to eat like shit and do whatever I want and I would still be like physically fit. Oh yeah. Not anymore. Um weight just keeps piling on. I've recently <laughs> found gray hairs in my beard. I I mean, I, I think I'm dumber now than I used to be when I was like 20, 21 years old. Um, like I got nothing to look forward to. I'm as washed up as there is. Like every, all my best days are far behind. Oh man. Well, you could come play 16 inch softball with us if that'll help you get back on the saddle. See, I don't, and people call me like, oh, you're not, you're a bitch. You're not from Chicago. You, I like 12 inch so much more than 16 inch. Yeah. I like hitting the ball far. Oh yeah. <laughs> Show bombs for days. In 16 inch, you can't really do that. It's like, it's, it's fun. I'll, I'll play it, but I like 12 inch way more than 16 inch. Yeah. I actually play 14 as well as 16. Wild in between. I never, Exactly. Nobody has, but I'm great at it. (laughs) 
it's literally a, it's literally a 12 inch just obviously two inches bigger and then it's covered like a 16 inch but it's still hard yeah. no it's still hard I, well the 12 inches like 16 inch is the soft one right yeah, yeah. but the 14 inches right in between a 16 and 12 like oh, okay. it has okay, it go. has the covering and it'll hurt really badly literally and figuratively <laughs> like right in the middle or not? yeah you yeah. still play with oh, gloves you have to. yeah definitely have to and it's one of those where you have to still have like four outfielders with six. Okay, yeah. 16. Yeah. That's why, that's why I like, cause in 12 inch, like uh, we, I rarely play with fences, I should say. So I like, I just try to hit it over the left fielder's head every single at bat. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. They're always playing too shallow when I come up. Every single time, and then it feels <laughs> great when you just bomb it over their head. Absolutely. I have no better feeling than that. No, there isn't. There's not a better feeling in the world. I'm super surprised to hear that you say that you're washed up because there's an all-time video from a couple months ago you saying that you're a better athlete than Tom Brady. Tom Brady's he's not an athlete. Oh, oh no. <laughs> We've all seen the the draft, uh, like the combine or whatever it was, the picture. Um, I hate it's like I people don't know how to use their brains and there's so much group think because of the internet these days and my original argument was that I hate judging NFL athletes or NFL players on Super Bowl because it's a there's 11 men we only play one side of the ball um, and there's 11 men on each side of the ball and they all have to work as one cohesive unit and in multiple Super Bowls that Tom Brady's played in he's been dog shit and it's like, oh, well, he's got six <laughs> rings now or seven rings or however many he has now, and he's been to 10 Super Bowls. It's like, yeah, well, a lot more goes into that than just Tom Brady, and if you look at what he's done in multiple Super Bowls, they've won in spite of him, not because of him. Now, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. The fact that he's played football until he's, he's almost 45 or whatever it is is absurd. I mean, you, you guys that make it to 30 are considered old. And yeah, but if you start to argue and, and the argument, you know, he's got he's got eight rings or twelve rings, however many he has. I lost track. It's just stupid. And then, like, I I just keep doubling down and get so frustrated with people not grasping that that I just say he sucks because I I hate him myself now <laughs> just because everybody puts him on a pedestal of being the greatest. I think Aaron Rodgers, and I hate Aaron Rodgers with everything in my body, I think that he would have won 100 Super Bowls with those Patriots teams. Yes. And I think he would have won another Super Bowl this year with his Bucks team. And they're like, well, Tom Brady did. It's like, well, Tom Brady's also been a victim of circumstance. I mean, he's got the greatest coach ever. Yeah. So his defense was always consistently top five or seven. And he had the benefit of playing against the Jets twice a year, the Bills twice a year, and the Dolphins twice a year. He was basically guaranteed a first-round buy every single year on top of having home field advantage. So, like, if you start that argument, he's the best because he's got X amount of rings, I disregard everything else you said. (laughs) No, I actually totally agree with you. I mean, my name's Brady, so I got fucking the golden ticket. Like, I know it's a fucking bullshit (laughs) excuse to be a Patriots fan or a Bucks fan, especially being from Chicago. But my argument has always been that he is the jelly to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And Belichick and everything else were the peanut butter. You can have a peanut butter sandwich on its own. You can't just have a jelly. And Tom Brady's the jelly. And the Bucks became the peanut butter this year, so I agree with you. 
I honestly, I've never heard that analogy for anything, and it's perfect. <laughs> hey, there we go. I, I mean, I love the guy more than anything, and I'm always going to tell people he's the goat. But I'm realistic about it. Yeah, he's. Yeah, the- I mean, if you started and said, "Hey, he's played twenty, uh, almost twenty-five years," what he started in what was two thousand one? Yeah, uh, two thousand one. Second year, so I think he got drafted in two thousand. If he told me that, and he's like his longevity, his statistics. Uh, for X, Y, and Z reason, I would listen to that. And you can make an argument that he is the best ever because of that. But if you, like, just, oh, he's got eight rings. Like, okay, what about the long snapper? Does that, like, if he's been on the team for eight of those rings? Yeah. um, Or if a long snapper has eight rings, does that automatically mean that he's better than a left tackle? Right. Or a defensive lineman or a safety? Like, there's so much more that goes into football than just quarterback play and quarterback play alone. I agree. That's 100% correct. Yeah, hands down. And to your point, he's not an athletic person. No, he's not. A, right. And that's not that's not a bad thing. Like, he, I, like obviously, he's made the best of it, but, um, like, he's not the greatest. I, I can't ever call him the greatest athlete ever. Right. Um, maybe the most, like, he's won the most ever. Yeah. Or been, I should say, be on, been on the most winning teams ever, but... I mean, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, yeah, a few other guys. You can't like they're not in the same stratosphere. They're not. No. The same oh, it's not even close. No, definitely not. Trout will be up there, I think, one day for greatest athlete. Who is it? Who is that? I'm sorry, Trout. I mean, just like uh, yeah. I, I mean, he he's a freak athlete. How about I mean, a guy I, closer I, to home, Lou, Lou Bob? Yeah, Louis Robert. He's a freak Trout, like I wouldn't like. Tr- so those are two guys for baseball. Um, if Luis Robert was American, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a star wide receiver at Bama. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Valid. Trout, a running back at, at wherever. Hands wherever down. You want. Yeah. Absolutely. Like those guys could have played any sport and excelled at it. <laughs> right. They are just physical specimens. I wouldn't want to line up against them. Opposite anything. You can no, see. nothing. Like Luis Robert, I'm sure you guys have seen the Instagram post. Like he is, he is not human. No, <laughs> he's not human. He was sculpted by Greek gods. He's a tank. Yeah, he, he was, he's like I. It's, it's incredible the gift that he's been given. I know. It's outrageous. I, off, I do know that, but like even like you could work as hard as you wanted and still not develop that physique in that frame. Right. And he, he, he was, he, he's got it. So yeah, you can't teach height. <laughs> no, no, you can't. That's the one thing you can't teach. sports. You cannot teach height. Nope. Uh, but I do want to talk a little bit about your pitching career. What were your go-to pitches? I, so I only pitched so like there's the long story and the short story. Okay. The long story is I never played. I never pitched in high school at all. What? I uh, went to a small school in Naperville, North Central College, um, and I was I was decently recruited. I was recruited by Division One schools. Like I could have walked out of ISU. I could have gone to a few good uh, JUCOs. Missouri offered me a walk on spot. That was like the those were the two big schools that I could have walked on, but I didn't want to walk on anywhere. I wanted to just go play because I knew I wasn't going to play past college. And even at division one level, I was just going to be like on the roster. I would have never stepped foot on the field or anything. So when I got to North central, as soon as I got there, the entire coaching staff that recruited me got fired. 
Oh, and, shit. Uh, yeah. The new guy, he brought his catcher in from St. Louis University, who I didn't think, I mean, he, he was like 6'4". I was surprised he didn't get drafted. He, he had all the tools, but like his baseball acumen was not good. So I'm like, I told him, I'm like, hey, like, all right, so if he's a starter, that's fine. Like, I'll go play left field, right field, whatever. Um, and they're like, no, we want you to be a pitcher only because I could always throw. Yeah. Um, you know, I was a good hitter. Um, I, my senior year of high school, I had a, I had a bad year offensively, but they just wanted me to be a pitcher only. And I didn't even pitch in high school. I had never stepped foot on a mound since I was now eighth grade or so. And I, I wasn't any good at it. So I'm like, I told him over and over and over again, I'm like, I cannot help this team pitching. I can help the team with my bat. And the assistant coach was a teammate of mine. Then he got hired to be an assistant coach. And we played summer ball together. And he was in my corner the entire time trying to get in the head coach's ear. He's like, hey, this guy was killing the ball all summer. He was outperforming a couple of D1 guys and everything. Like, give him a shot. If he fails, he fails. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And then I still wasn't getting a shot. I And I was always a kind of uh, – I, I didn't. I wasn't afraid to speak up. So I went into the coach's office a few times. I'm like, "What do you want from me here? Like, I, I suck at pitching. You see, I suck at pitching. You're gonna keep pitching me. Like, what are you doing?" And Love him that. and I got. We were both like type A and going at it. So I just said, and we were awful too. We were horrible. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, this isn't even worth it. Like it's Division Three baseball. I'm up at five a.m. going to practice every day. Um, by by noon, I'm just completely dog ass tired. I don't like can't do my schoolwork. I don't want to go out. I'm just sleeping all day. Like it's not worth it to me to just be on a shit team with coaching staff I don't like. And I was just like fuck it. So my senior year, I was I was just done. Just peaced out. Did you stay at North Central? Yeah, I stayed out. Uh, stayed. I mean, I was so close to my degree. There was no point in uh, transferring or anything. Right. So, yeah. You know, all my friends there, and it was. Uh, it was that was pretty much it. Finally, got to experience college. <laughs> A little. I mean, we did anyway. <laughs> in North Central, uh, even for a small school, it was a ton of fun. You have a really good bar scene in downtown Naperville. Uh, we had, you know, house parties and everything all the time, but, uh, like baseball just sucked there. It was awful. Yeah. And, um, the new coaching staff that, so there's a new coaching staff again. And it, that happened a couple years after I was gone. Um, the assistant coach stayed with North central and they always tried to, uh, reach out to me and like help them help with like get recruits. I'm like, no, I absolutely not. <laughs> like, yeah. No, thank you. Like, unless you want to pay me, I'll do that. Right. And we're like, well, no, we're like we can't pay you. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that for free. Yeah, I'm not- I just fucking for free because no. I would tell baseball players, don't go to North central. <laughs> Here's some good advice. Do not go there. That's great recruiting. Yeah, uh, yeah, but they're actually very good now. They're like top ten yeah. every year now, so they don't really need my help, anyways. When does your jersey get retired there? <laughs> uh, they should have retired it years and years ago. Um, it's funny. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow the Section One Hundred and Eight guys or not, but um, those guys always find North Central baseball jerseys at Goodwill stores for whatever reason. Be <laughs> like, hey, do you want this? I'm like, no, I don't want this. Like. I want no part of that. Nothing. No part of it. <laughs> so did you ever get clocked out? Like see what your max velocity was? 
Yeah, when I was so when I was in high school, if I would get on a mountain just messing around, I was easily 80, 86, 87 off the mountain. And I was like, and I was five seven, a buck eighty five maybe in right. my senior year of high school. Um, and North Central is similar. Um, and if like if I took a crow hop, I would be low nineties. I could always throw. And that's why they wanted me to be a, a pitcher because. Uh, Sitting at 85, 87, and I had an awesome changeup. Yeah. I just couldn't control. I couldn't control my fastball at all. Um, but 85, 87, that's like a good Division three fastball. Yeah. And um, they like I, but I couldn't. I couldn't find the like uh, a locate any location with it. Um, but yeah, I was. I, I could always throw. That was my one good thing as like a baseball player. Well, then what were your uh, go-to positions when you like got what you wanted? I, I was a catcher. So I was, I was a really good catcher, not because of anything physical. I just knew I could tell by a hitter swing, like if he was going to, you know, beat the ball into the ground, if he was going to be late on a fastball, if he was going to be fooled by off speed. So um, using that to like call games and, I, and pitchers, like they would never shake me off. They would just trust me to, to call whatever I saw fit at the time and it worked. And that was my, by far and away, my best attribute as a baseball player, even though I had a good arm was just, I knew the game really well. Um, I like my, my acumen, like I always got decent grades, but like if I took a baseball test, I would have aced it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like my baseball brain was, was what worked in as a catcher, you can control a lot of the outcome of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Then a quick catcher question. What's better tossing somebody out at second back, picking at first or guarding the plate when someone's coming home? Oof. I love throwing people out. Um, cause it like to, and like when I was in high school, we like, we, we had a lot of good catchers in our conference. Um, I trying to think at, so out of 10 teams, at least five of them played uh, collegiate at some level or another. And uh, we all, we were all kind of friends in the off season and everything. We would like stay in touch on Facebook and everything at the time. And it was always kind of like a competition, um, a friendly competition, like aside from our actual teams playing against each other, like the catchers all wanted to outdo each other. So um, like anytime that someone, another team would try to run on me, I took that as like, a, uh, it was, kind of a middle finger saying, oh, we oh. think we can run with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Even though we have the scouting report that says you shouldn't run on him. And it was the same thing for other, other schools, like if we ran on someone. So I always took pride in throwing people out. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So you got to love my guy, Willie Contreras. <laughs> oh, he, he's... He's not a very good catcher, but he's got as good as arm as I've ever seen behind. Oh him. yeah, he's just so confident. I love it. Yeah, his back pick is it's lightning fast. Yeah, and it's actually- it's about the only thing we got going for us on the north side right now. So I had to point it out. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I thought they were going to be really bad, but looking at it now objectively, I think the Cubs will be. I mean, they're not going to be horrible. Yeah, I like, just wish I our mean, owner wasn't trying to turn Clark Street into Nashville. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I know. I, I don't like that either. I like grimy, gross bar Wrigleyville, not Buffalo <laughs> Wild. Yeah. <Wolfert. laughs> I'm the exact same way. 
Um, so I want to get a quick question for you guys. Um, you know, like, uh, everything with the sports book starting and like, you guys are kind of at the forefront of everything. How has your guys' life changed since you guys have gone full time with Barstool? It's, I mean, it's crazy. It, so one of the biggest thing was, is I, cause I mean, you guys have all seen the office now from the videos, but, <laughs> um, I, so we don't work out of the office unless we're recording because it's just too much going on. You can't get anything done with everybody right on top of each other. So it was weird because I worked a job where I was at the office by 7 a.m. every day and I was leaving at 5 p.m. So I was 7 to 5, Monday through Friday. And then after I left to go to Barcelona full-time, it was a really, really weird transition to work from home a lot. And um, so with everybody or I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people working from home because of coronavirus, um, that transition was much easier for me because it is, you do have to get used to it. It's, it's, it sounds great, but you lose your mind, like just being in the house all day and even going to the office a couple of times a week can like help keep your sanity. But other than that, like, um, I don't know. I, I like I, for me personally, I tried, I never changed. I hope. And I mean, I, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, I'm just the exact same person I am now than I was two years ago when we went full time. But um, it's cool. Like we're, we're getting bigger and we have a lot more access to stuff around the city. And um, with the app now, uh, there's a ton of potential and, and, and more money for like future salaries and everything. So uh, we're, we're very happy and, and I wouldn't change it for the world. We, we definitely love like, you know, Redline Radio. We are big fans. We love like you guys, you and Carl in particular, the bickering. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. What was that? Yeah, I said it gets old for me. Just trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this leads me into the next question. I was talking to a couple of buddies. I mean, obviously we all have the same answer of just like, what would you want to do for a living if you could? And all of us are just like, talk about sports. So like, have you guys had, or just you individually had a like starstruck moment where you're like, holy shnikes, I get to wake up and do what I love every day. And that's talk about the White Sox and Chicago sports and get paid for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I never will take that feeling for granted. Um, at this point, I would say I like the, the only time I've been like truly, truly starstruck for an interview. What, and I wish it would have been in person, but it, it wasn't unfortunately. It was Hawk Harrelson. Like I was nervous for that interview. But oh my god! Point, if if we're interviewing someone, like and, and I know a lot of the players now because a lot of the players read Barstool, so that helps um, because they know what they're getting into. But um, I don't I don't get nervous for interviews. I mean, I started that music podcast with a band out of Philly. Uh, we interviewed Chris Shiflett of the Foo Fighters. I was a little nervous for him. That's their uh, that's their lead guitarist next to Dave Grohl. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't say like starstruck. Not really. Um, but I'll never take the feeling of talking about sports and just yucking it up with your buddies for a living um, for granted ever. Yeah, that's awesome. The, that Hawk interview must have been so fun. I'm sure the nerves settled pretty quickly, or no? Uh, yeah, they do, and uh, yeah. they always do. Yeah, they um, always do. They always do. Um, and the the great part about that's when I knew that we had something was because uh, his he wrote his autobiography. This was back in 2018. And uh, his publishing company reached out to me and he's like, hey, would you guys ever want to have Paul Carrollson 
on your podcast. I'm the oh. publishing director or whatever it was for the book he's releasing. I'll send you a copy. You can read it. And then he'd love to come on and talk about it. And I was like, uh, like I, I remember <laughs> yeah, I was a job and I, uh, I, I got the email, I saw it and I waited like 10 minutes to reply. So I didn't look like a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> like he can come on like 10 seconds after he sent it. Um, so that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. It's the same thing when you get a text from a girl, like, what are you up to tonight? You don't respond in the first 10 seconds ever. No, you can't do that. Yeah. Can't do it. <laughs> no, it's, cause then it looks like I'm just waiting and I've been, I haven't done anything all day. No, I got to let you know that I got other things going on. Exactly. It was exactly like, <laughs> let me check my calendar. Oh yeah. We're open. <laughs> Right. All right. So we know that the White Sox rank at number one for your fandom. What's the rundown of the rest of Chicago? Uh, Northwestern football is by far and away number. I mean, I and people give me shit for this, but they're one, they're one beat to me. Um, I'm a lunatic about that football program. If they lose, I lose sleep. If they win, it makes my entire weekend. Um, and, and there's not a lot of people, obviously. It's not some crazy rabbit fan base like, you know, Wisconsin or Iowa or Ohio State or something. Um, but after that, it's embarrassed, even though I hate them like we all do. Um, <laughs> yep. But, like, for hockey and basketball, I never played hockey or basketball, and I never really got in. Like, even during the mid-'90s when – and you guys are younger, but I remember the last three Bulls championships, like, pretty vividly. And even then, like, I, I thought it was awesome, but I never picked up a basketball because of it. Um, and then hockey, I never cared anything about until they got good in 2008. So, like, even if the Bulls, like – like, if the Bulls lose, I'm just like, all right, whatever, the Bulls lost. Same with the Hawks. If the Bears lose, I'm pissed off. If the Northwestern loses, it ruins my entire weekend. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to look on the internet. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't, I can't read, you know, rivals or anything. It, it ruins my weekend. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. I don't even know how to ice skate. So I just celebrate when hockey fans celebrate the Blackhawks. I'm just along for the ride at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll I'll be all over the bandwagon, but um, it's all uh, it's you know, it's just I, I fully admit I don't know anything about hockey. Yeah, like, I could barely tell what icing is really. Yeah, <laughs> I actually had a buddy who played on Northwestern, uh, just like special teams number forty-eight, Tommy Odell. Uh, I got to meet Shout Justin out. Jackson, so that was phenomenal and now i have a soft spot awesome. he turned into a really good nfl running back too yeah is he chargers, he got chargers. yeah he's chargers, chargers but yeah. I, I know that but is he gonna be number two on the depth chart now he was like two and three bouncing back he gets a lot of playing time even though uh what's his name uh starts with the e eckler eckler yeah jake or jake eckler is that it i think austin, austin eckler austin eckler austin eckler um even though he's like number two, like he plays a lot. And when Eckler's out, which he, he's been hurt a few times. Right. Uh, then JJ stepped up and he's been very good for that. Yeah. It's, it's so cool to see people from around the area. Oh, you got, yeah. Um, JMO, check your phone. Um, Brady. Uh, just real quick before you got to go, do you have any little tidbits of advice for the boys, for podcasters? Uh, just keep cranking them out, be consistent and, um, be, be authentic and funny. And, and you guys obviously did your, 
um, you guys did some homework and you had your notes ready. Um, as like over prepared as much as possible. Yeah. Thank and, you. Um, watch it grow. Awesome, man. Thank well, we'll have much. to have Thank you back you on us, so we can talk about Eloy and the White Sox because we didn't even get to it, but. Thanks for coming on, man. It was a blast. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Really appreciate it. Got it. Pleasure. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk soon. Sounds good. Thank you very very much. Yep. What a stellar fellow to come on for us. Me and James got to meet him uh, while they were in town promoting this Barstool sports book, and man, he delivered. Sure did. Big time. Very, very generous of him to come on. Very generous. White Sox Dave, everybody. Um, And now the fellas get to close you out with our soothing, but yet beautiful voices. It's a great day to be alive. Go fucking Bulls, baby. It's been season three, episode 10. And just don't forget, stay hydrated. It's a long weekend. You can now order a quesadillas and a chipotle for delivery. No free ad reads. Chipotle hit us up. You can now order quesadillas from a burrito joint that you can get on your phone. Have a cold beer. Share it with some friends. Cheers to us. Cheers to you. Serve it hot, shorty thick like a car bomb. Oh Lord, won't quit till it's all mine. On oh, God. I've been-